So who do we have on? <laughs> who do we have? No, actually, before we go on, um, we want to um, just, uh, you know, urge our listeners to, you know, if you like us, recommend us. If you, if you uh, really love us, why don't you rate us? Review uh, us and rate us. Oh, well, review and rate. I don't rate you, Brett, but, I, and I you was, don't rate me. But I was looking at a do. podcast that you sent me last night, and uh, uh, I think he thinks he's a high flyer, and he's got six reviews and six ratings, actually, which means he's got about four listeners. <laughs> his mother, his brother, his guess, sister. But, but like we said in an earlier episode, we can't work out the algorithms and how, how you know, the latest and greatest and shooting star podcasts get rated because, because there are many, many on the top ten list or the newest and greatest podcast list that, um, who have no reviews. I think it's just the way it goes, George. We're we're not affiliated with a, a network, number one, and um, we're not doing interviews with the pop stars reading out their bios. We're doing interviews for real people with real stories that you know that to me are more inspirational because it lets all you people out there know that you've all got a great story. You're all inspirational, and that's what we're into. You say all use people. All use. Yeah, that's, that's more Australian. All Come use. on, mate, get with the program. All, all use, use peoples. peoples. You do have a story. Uh, you, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you are um, so connected, heavily connected to a lot of stars in Australia because mm-hmm. of your uh, rock and roller days when, yep. you were, when you were once famous. Back in the good old days. Back in the good old days. And and why is it that you don't you keep refusing to have them on the show? Because I'm sick of hearing from them. And I'm <laughs> sick of hearing their bios, you know, like everybody's heard their their story, their interviews. They just read from their management bio. Um, and they're there usually to promote their new record or their new book or their new social media platform, whatever it be. And to be honest, I'm not interested in that. I want to hear, like, genuine stories. We get people on here to tell their story. You know, we don't get them on here to tell their bio. You know, yeah. we, I could read my bio out. It sounds fa- fa- absolutely fantastic. Your bio. It does. You know, it does. Look at you. You've got your workman's shirt on. You're about to go and dig a trench. But if I read your bio, people would think you're bloody Anthony Robbins. No, I am. I am brilliant because I wrote it myself. That's right. You know, our manager, Roger Grierson, um, he used to say to us all the time, never believe your own publicity. But, <laughs> but a lot of those super-duper stars believe they, somebody writes their bio for them. They don't even write it. And then, so, and then they read it and they go, yeah, that's me. And then they yeah. go on and do interviews, right? Yeah. It's, it's just boring. Uh, you know, to use an, an American expression, they, they, they start drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> They're on the plane <laughs> sipping the cocktails, reading their bio. Float Your Boat podcast about how everyday people created their road to success. The highs, the lows, pitfalls and potholes and how they overcame it all. And now, here are your hosts. How are you guys? Good. How are you? This this feels very professional. Did you say how how you used to? (laughs) Pardon? You didn't say how you used to, did you? No. <laughs> oh, we, we were just exploring Australian Australian expressions. <laughs> that is a good one. It's <laughs> a good one. I notice uh, you're looking very different to the photo on your website because you have long hair today. 
Uh, it didn't just come in one day. Like it didn't come along in one day. It no, that that was a that was a spectacular photo shoot that I've been trying to recreate. <laughs> and right. uh, uh, the the place where it's taken in is a laneway, and I've got a photographer friend. And every time we go down there, there's cars parked in front of it, or um, there's you know the timing's out, or it's raining. So we're trying to get back there to recreate it, so it's a bit fresher. No, I have an idea. Just go down to um, just go down to the local workwear uh, gear place and, and and buy a few um, you know witches hats and just put them out there with a bit of um, tape. You know those police tapes. People back off. They back That's off. They actually a really good idea. So if we do it at night time, then the next mm. morning we should be completely fine. That's correct. Correct. They think they think it's official. That's Someone. thank you. Thank you-, you. I will take that. And Naomi, you can see by George's uh, streetwear yeah. that he's got to get your... back to his lollipop turning. I'll be your lollipop boy. <laughs> <laughs> Love a bit of high I've always wanted to be a lollipop boy. At 28 bucks an hour to stand there and just uh, listen to podcasts. Hey, not bad. This is good lifestyle. <laughs> I think so. Actually, actually, George has actually got his high-vis on because he's preparing for the Mardi Gras. He's on float number 62, mm. aren't you, George? Yes, yes, you should see me from the waist down. My shorts are very, very small. Sparkly. Sparkly. (laughs) Sparkly. Sparkly. Yeah, latexy. (laughs) Hopefully there's no, you know, camel toe or anything. I thought thought camel toe was preferential in these. Uh, Not not in George's case. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving right along, Brett. Moving right along. Well, welcome, Naomi. Um, We're already on air, by the way. just so oh, you know. Have you been prepped? You haven't been prepped, have Not you? Not really. No, I no. don't know what I'm doing. I just rocked up. Who are you? Who are we? <laughs> Who are any of us? Well, welcome to Float Your Boat. Maybe I should tell you a little bit about us. That's Brett and I'm George, and we've been doing this for God knows how long. How long, Brett? Seven seasons? We're uh, in our seven. Seven seasons. Um, we're up to a, nearly 100 episodes. Um, apparently. Yeah. And apparently, and apparently, we're in the top top seven percent globally in yeah. in you know society and culture. Society of, wow. which, of which we have neither. <laughs> I think that helps, actually. Culture, culture with a, with a capital K with a K. <laughs> and ending in A C H A. Yeah, that's culture. right. Culture. It's like kombucha. Yeah. That's oh, it. I don't know about kombucha. I'm not on the train. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't it's get. It's a bit scary. It looks like an alien. Don't get mm. on the train. No. So I'll have you know, Naomi, that you and I share it. As, well, actually, we all the three of us share a similar passion. What's that? And that is... that a small business. Oh yes. You, you, no. you, you love you love small business. Yes. Fair let's enough. go back. Let's go back a little bit to your pre-business days. Yep. Uh, Childhood. When you, when you were a little girl, little girly. <laughs> yes. Um, where did you where, tell us where you grew up? Where, when, well, we won't ask you when you were born, but where were you? Living? Where were you where born? And born? give us give us the five minute Naomi right. childhood story. Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up in a fabulous little town. Um, it was actually up this really big windy hill on a, a farm farming area called Stowport in the northwest of Tasmania. Wow, <laughs> so, Jesus. It sounds like the something out of, of Lord a, of the Rings. <laughs> well, actually, it's not that spectacular. It's more farming area. So, you know, Lord of the Rings farm style. Okay. Uh, okay. So I grew up with, um, you know, on this, like, farm with lots of cows and um, had a pretty quiet life, really, picking mushrooms and daffodils. It was, it was pretty brilliant. What sort of mushrooms were they? <laughs> You're talking to an ex rock not, not the good sort. So. Not, not the good sort. The he, went picking, he went picking mushrooms quite a lot with his with his band. Still, <laughs> you know, and now and now, funnily enough, it's become uh, very fashionable psilocybin because it's uh, supposedly going to be the next big cure for depression or help in helping anxiety and depression. It can and, help a lot of things. And I knew that mm. when I was 18, so I was taking them every day and look how well-equipped I am now. Well, well mate, adjusted. They need to have you as their spokesperson. I'm happy to do that as long as they you're pay a, me in mushrooms. Sure. You, are, you, are, you are a role model, Brett. 
But let's get back to Naomi. Naomi, yes. That's enough about me. Now, why don't you talk about me? <laughs> Naomi, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get through this. We will, yes. <laughs> May take some time, but. <laughs> so your parents still alive? My parents, um, so they uh, both worked shift work growing up. So there was always one of them, um, one of them home and one of them not home. Um, my mum used to joke that she would get home from work and if we, um, if we were dressed, it was a good thing. We would often have our clothes on backwards, but she took that as being quite okay. Um, so my, my dad passed away when I was 14. He, okay. um, he had brain cancer, so he was sick for quite a long time. That was a that was a pretty um, you know pretty sad time, pretty impactful on my teenage years. Did you have brother uh, brothers and sisters? Yes, I have a lovely um, younger brother and younger sister. Although everybody thinks my brother is the eldest because he's six foot four, and they call him like the gentle giant because he's just massive. Wow. Um, but yeah, they're all up in Queensland now, so I'm the only family member left in Tasmania. Although well, I did, still, I did still down go- there. I'm, I, well, I, I went to Queensland for 10 years because um, essentially I, I couldn't get a job down in Tassie doing what I was doing at the time. Now, Tassie's come a long way in the last mm. few years with the, mm. um, the Mona and David Walsh and that sort mm. of thing. But back in the day, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, because uh, I did a marketing degree, um, and there weren't a lot of businesses that, unless you wanted to work with government, um, that you could work with so I sort of got to the I worked for an advertising agency there was only two I think in in Tasmania or Hobart at least at that time there were only two ads being run yeah yeah, and only two ads (laughs) and I did the government ads oh wow (laughs) uh, which was riveting so but they they got to a point where um there wasn't really anywhere I could go and I had to leave Tasmania so I went to Queensland for 10 years to get more experience and then um came back home and now I'm so lucky that with the you know the internet and zoom and all the other things that i can run my business from from tassie so where in tassie are you based right now is you still at the top of the hill in that little village or (laughs) or still tending to the cows or are you in hobart or somewhere bigger it does sound like a lovely life up there with the cows but now i'm in hobart in hobart city right okay love hobart love hobart but being a Taswegian, you probably you, you and and in those days you probably um, you know heard a lot of jokes about Tasmanians. <laughs> Tell us your best one. It's going to be the two heads one, doesn't it? Oh, but that's a that's, I think that it's goes great, without saying. I think, but I think that the two heads joke is actually getting a really bad rap because it would actually be better having two heads. I mean, one gets tired, has a nap, you've got the other one to keep continuing on. My business would be a lot more efficient if I actually had two heads. I don't know. I've seen co-joined <laughs> twins and then they don't look like they're happy. Anyway, <laughs> one head wants to go that way, the other one that way. What do Maybe you do? there would be a bit of fighting. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to like each other, wouldn't you? You'd have to. God, I can yeah. think of a million Tassie jokes, but let's not go there because we're talking about Naomi. So, Naomi, you finished school. Where, what, what happened after school? Where did you go? I finished school, so I finished, finished university in Hobart. Yep. And um, I went back to, to up the, the northwest coast again to, to find a job. And it was actually, I was so excited when I finished university, um, mm. waiting to get this, this job that I'd worked so hard for. And it was, it was almost impossible. So I went back to the northwest coast and started working at a pub Mm-hmm. Um, at nights while I tried to look for this job and everybody wanted five years experience just and, and you couldn't offer to work for free because of insurance things so it it was um you know quite a big big thing to to land that first job mm. yeah right I think it's, so, so you started your road trip in Melbourne obviously got rejected there went up the coast rejected 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 you ended up in Queensland Queensland <laughs> and typical of Queenslanders they didn't reject you because you were quite normal looking to them <laughs> oh poor Queenslanders <laughs> Leave well, them how, did you, how did you find Actually, them back then we're talking about which era now Naomi sorry which 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 decade era? Which decade were we in when when you went up to With, Queensland? Oh, when I was looking when I when I went up to Queensland, that would have been two thousand and four. Okay, okay, so the two thousands. It's not like back in the eighties or something. No, mm. but you know, back then as well. This was when there was dial-up. There was mm. still dial-up, so you'd log on to try and find job ads, and you'd get the dial-up noises Love while you. That. 
some terrible job board. So it was a very different world. Gee, I remember the dial-up. It was like white man's magic, wasn't it? It was. It I, was. And you would sit there so and wait great. for the noise. You'd wait for an hour and, oh, there you go, quick, get in get there on, now. Get on, quick, before it goes away. We were so excited, actually, when, when something actually came through the line and it took forever. We are almost as long as a fax. Yes, we're so impatient now. Mm. If it's Isn't not amazing? instant, we're, we're done. So, Naomi, well, in your bio... You talk about being an introvert because of your mm-hmm. um, INFP on the yes. Maya Briggs personality type person. Tell So it must have been hard because you headed towards marketing and advertising. It's a pretty strange place to be if you're introverted, right? Isn't that funny? It was a, it was a terrible, terrible choice and now I'm too far in that I can't get out. <laughs> no, no, not really. So... My idea, I wanted to be a writer when I was younger. I wanted to be, uh, yeah, I wanted to be the next Stephen King. That was, that was what I was oh, going really? to do. Oh, really? Yeah, that was, that was what I was going to be. Mm. Um, but then ended up at university um, and I started out in finance and accounting and that was, that was oh, terrible. That's, all those, IN, that's INFP. <laughs> just, for all the finance and accounting people out there, I just really admire them because I, I couldn't last. I think I did like two lectures and was like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm not doing this. So I sort of fell into marketing. Um, and, and it was, you, you're right, it was, I, for a long time, I, did, I felt like I didn't fit into the marketing and sales world. I, all the jobs I had, there was just such vibrant, loud people that I always sort of felt like I was lost in the the loudness of, of everybody in it and I felt like I often wouldn't get listened to and um, it, it was really a, a struggle for a time um, and then I started my own business and I did all the things that you should do all the things that they tell you in business because when you go out there you start to learn things and of course it's the other extroverted people who are telling you how to run a business. So I started doing the social media and um, all, all the things that are really quite extroverted. And it was, I was really struggling um, and my business was struggling and I thought I was going to fail and I was never going to make it as a business marketing person. I was like, this is, this is just, it's, I'm, I'm failing. And then I, one day I did a test about um, personality types um, and found out that I was an INFP and I was like, oh, that's nice. And I read it, read the description. I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. And as I went through, you know, finding out a bit more about it, I came across this article that had each personality type listed by how well they do in business and how much money they make. And an INFP was at the bottom of the list. So, <laughs> so all of a sudden I was like, wow that makes a lot of sense that's but instead of being disheartened by it I felt like it finally gave me an anchor to do something about it it wasn't that I was terrible in business it wasn't that I was stupid it wasn't that um you know I couldn't make it it was just that I was doing it the wrong way and then I started going down that path and sort of found my own way Mm. and that's and that's one of the uh key learnings that anyone in business has that, uh, you know, you can take your textbook that shows you how to, um, you know, start a business and run through it chapter by chapter. But it's such a, it's usually written by people who have not been in business, but a lot of professors and a lot of, a lot of uh, business experts, but, but you know, it, it's, it's a template that's actually quite flawed and it doesn't take into account the personality type driving the business. And uh, yeah, that was a great discovery on your part. So, so you, it, did, so when, it did make things a lot easier. So how, how long ago was that, Naomi? When did, you, when did you come to that, have that light bulb moment? Uh, this was probably about four or five years ago. So I took a, took a bit of time off it when I had my little one. Um, and then actually I ran a magazine for a while, an online magazine mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then I, as he was sort of getting older and out of daycare, I, I came across this um, and it... And then I started digging into it and then I started typing all my clients. Um, so every client that came into me, I would just out of interest in the beginning, I would just ask them to do their personality type to see if it gave me any hints. And then as I started working with people and knowing their personality type, I started discovering all these patterns of how different types um, prefer to run and market 
their businesses and and brand their businesses. Okay, so uh, so then you so now you've started the brand whisperers. Yes. Is is that because of all the research, etc.? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because, so it's because the horse whispering category is full. So she's is. gone into brands. Well, but it's a good it's a good name. People people understand what a whisperer is, and it actually comes from um, that one of my clients called me the brand whisperer one day. She's like, "You just understand things without me having to tell you." And it's and I said, "Well, it's because I have this background knowledge." So. Um, as well as so personality typing is one core area of what I do but I mean the the overall umbrella is really self-awareness so personality type is one aspect of that that sort of gives me the framework to work with Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. then to make it really unique to each person we uh, we have to well what I found is it's really important to look at people's values so people will often come to me when they're starting a business and I say do you have their have your brand values worked out yet and most don't or if they do it's very vague it's things like oh we want we want to be quality or we want to be professional and it's like well that's every business like what business doesn't I mean I guess there might be some shonky businesses that don't really care about quality fair enough they've got their own place in the market most of Brits a lot of them yeah there's a lot of them yeah I mean that that works in its own way but but when people came to me they didn't have a really clear idea so what I do is marry their personality type which is like the structure I, I Think of it as the scaffolding of their business and then I fill in all the other bits with their personal values. So we go through quite a deep um, exercise to figure out their personal values and make sure their personal values are aligning with their brand values because if they're out of align, alignment, you are going to hate your business as well. Uh, so we marry up those things to create a really solid structure that's going to help them with decision-making, how to appear in the market, how to, how to market themselves. So it just it feels natural um, and, and it works. And now a word from our sponsors. Hi, it's Gino from Bondi Broker. In today's changing times, the importance of health and financial security has never been more important. At Bondi Broker, we work with you to improve your financial security by offering free financial health checks, assisting in reducing your debt and gain competitive rates to improve your cash flow. Bondi Broker gets you in the best financial health so you can focus on what matters most. Visit our website today for your free consultation at bondibroker.com.au. Well, I've got to say, you know, you, you must be either a glutton for punishment or a genius. You're INFP. You chose marketing. You chose marketing. You chose to run a magazine and, and, and get into business. I mean, seriously. Do you have rocks sorry. in your head? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> the wonderful... <laughs> wonderful thing is I think it was when um when I was about 16 or 17 I read Richard Branson's losing mm. losing my is it losing my virginity book that's right and I was like I want to be like him and for a long time I tried to build these massive businesses like I had this idea that I was going to build the next oh, virgin which is just everyone can do it everyone can do it so cute it's and true. funny so cute and funny of me. <laughs> that's, I was that's like, great I look back at my past self and was like, that was so sweet, look at you. Yeah. Um, but I think that that just connected with me somewhere and it's something that I've never been able to let go of and I wanted to make it happen. But the wonderful thing is now is that I found my own way. So for INFPs like myself, I find that um, using other people to market your business is the best thing to do. So I love writing blogs. I love researching the personality types. I love working one-on-one quietly um, with people to create their brands. Um, So that's where my introvert's really happy. So so I don't have to go out into the big world so much, um, which I can do when I need to, but I get other people to market my business. So what I've tried to do is offer really good service and really really special touch points in my service offerings. So my clients feel so special when they work with me that they tell everybody else about me. So I don't have to market myself anymore. Is that right? So, so basically you're, so a, a person or a brand comes to you, you then work out their personality, et cetera. Yep. And then you work with them to find the best solutions for their marketing and branding 
Yeah, so they come to me. Uh, we do a, a person like the personality profiling and uh, set up the the structure of their business. Like so, often they have a business model, but just we make sure it's the right business model. We look at their values, and then from that we come up with their unique brand personality. So that's how they're going to look. So a lot of people think of a brand as a logo, um, and I find that when people are new to business, they think oh, I just need a logo. Um, but your brand is so much more. It's, you know, it's the logo, it's the colours, it's the fonts, it's how you speak to customers, it's the tone of voice in your mm. website copy, um, it's whether you use images or videos. Like, if, so, for example, um, an ENFP type, ENFPs are what I call the BFF. Like, they're everyone's best friend. You just can't help but love them. So often it doesn't matter what their brand looks like. They could just whack up a signature of the logo, put it up, and it's their video content and it's their one-on-one talking with people that will be the centre of their brand. Did you say so, ENFP? ENFP. In actual oh, fact, yeah. that's um, when I took that, the test, that, that's, oh, me. that's me. And that's me. I thought it was. <laughs> and that's me. I thought but, I was actually going to say, let me guess your personality types, but I thought uh, that's ENFP what you're to work. with an A on the end, which is assertive. Is that assertive. Right? Yes, yeah. that's a that's a new part right. that sixteen right. personalities. Or in use, your case, I'm George, it's asshole. Oh. I'm just getting you back for the quip a while ago. Keep on going, Naomi. <laughs> Naomi, <laughs> so yes. you must you must pick it. You must pick people now, just like that, right? Just you know, like you've you've had that much experience that you could just look at a person now maybe in the space of five to ten words know exactly what their uh what their profile is i try not to but it's it's like ah uh, yeah but you do don't out. you yeah you i do. do everyone i meet even when i go into the bakery to buy a roll i'm typing the people behind the counter it's your party you... trick right it's the one party trick when everybody's <laughs> pissed you go yeah i know it. i know i think you've got you i mean have you have you reached a point where you so you've mastered it so much that you've 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 simplified it even further to lemon dog <laughs> you know just loser oh, <laughs> it's never going to work yeah like oh no i know what type you are i'm not i'm not talking to you i try not to do that because you know well 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 personality does give you a, a it's i feel like it's the flavor, like it's like an ice cream flavor. It gives you the flavor of the person, but it doesn't, you know, there's so many other things that are involved in who makes up a person. So I try not to get too stuck into that, those boxes. Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, yes, you're right. How seriously do you take these personality tests? Because it, is it nurture or nature, uh, you know, and, and, and it can be both, right? So if you... Yeah. If you're naturally predisposed to having a particular, def, um, like um, you know, test result, um, but your environment has been shit house, you could be, you could be, you know, oh, absolutely, nothing like it. And there's a so when you can take the, the personality test, but there is an error rate in that. And so I've been taught how to profile people, and often when we're profiling people in a so it's an interview style thing we go back to their past, to their childhood and try and get clues from what they were like as a child before the environment, you know, did all the things it did to us. But you're right, there are so many layers around that that um, I find with this sort of thing, if, if you're using personality typing, if it's working for you and you're finding outcomes that are helping you, use it. If it doesn't sit with you or it doesn't fit, then don't don't use it. So it's just one of the, the many tools, I think. and and like anything, like you said at the beginning of business, um, when, when you start business, um, you will get told all these things and you will read the textbooks. And it's, it's so important, more than personality typing, um, what I teach people is self-awareness. So um, if something is not sitting well with you, go another path and find, find the other path. Don't do it because you should do it in business or it, you feel like you have to. There is another way that will work for you. I noticed on your website, Naomi, that um, it, it. By the way, the website looks really great. Um, Thank you. It's still it's still a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that, and I noticed that there was uh, something on there that you can take. Well, I can't remember. Uh, you can become a brand whisperer. Yes. So tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so um, uh, the the process I use. Sorry, I took you through the beginning of it, doing the personality typing and coming up with people's brand personality, and then we roll it out to their marketing strategy, their branding, building websites, copywriting, landing pages, the whole thing to essentially launch their business. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've found is, um, you know, there's, there's loads of designers out there, graphic designers doing branding and things that, um, that you know, they're, they're doing fine, but this, this is a system that you can use um, to sort of amplify your business. So um, I teach designers how to use this system to become more of, more of a strategist so they can give clients around a fuller experience because often I found clients, or back in the day, this was one of the things that, that frustrated me um, and I find it frustrates other designers is that clients often don't know what they want. Um, or they think they know what they want, but then they don't. And that's that's not a client's fault. That's like me going to a mechanic and the mechanic going, well, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a car, you know, not me. Um, so what I found is this brand whisperer system helps get, get the good briefs out of people and helps, other, helps the business owners understand what it is they want and really nailing down on that brief so they get what they want rather than, you know, coming into it like someone's like, like someone going to a mechanic going, well, this is what I think I want, but I'm really new to this and I don't really know. And then they end up spending all this money on something that they don't really like and doesn't work for them. How, how long, like, so the client comes to you, yeah. um, how long is the process or is it an ongoing thing with you? Do they come to you and they become your client? Is it a finite thing? Like, do you know, is it a start and a finish or is it just something that you have them on the books that keeps on going like a chiropractor? (laughs) (laughs) Got it by the book at 10. Um, It's a little bit of both, but mostly it's project work. So a lot of my clients are, I mean, I have a mix, but typically a lot of them are women who have worked their way up in the corporate world. They've had really amazing careers. They know what they're doing. They leave work to have children and then they don't want to go back to work. They feel like a business would be, you know, a much more flexible option raising children, but they haven't, you know, they've got expertise, but they haven't built a business before. So they'll come to me, I'll help them to go through this process to figure out how to run their business, how to, how to brand it, how it looks, the best marketing strategies, set up their website, and then off they go and they, they sort of do their own thing. Um, you know, and, and start to make, make their business successful. So you facilitate uh, exactly what um, Michael Gerber says not to do, like be a technician running a business. <laughs> that's what you do. Well, that's oh, amazing. I have, I have a team. <laughs> <laughs> so I do the strategy. I'll do the strategy work um, and then pass it on. I've got a team of designers and copywriters and, um, and web developers um, that help me. But this is that, that was one of the... Um, one of my decisions of why to start um, my course that uh, helps people become brand whisperers. So when I'm at capacity, I can say I have a network of other people um, that are also brand whisperers and you can go to them. And so they will, you know, so essentially I will be then just just teaching the course um, on how to help people become brand whisperers. I'm guessing, I'm guessing unlike an outsourced website, you, uh, you don't have them all based in India and Pakistan and Bangladesh, you know, the ones that, you know, can draw caricature style logos and brands <laughs> that with garish colours. Oh, they're so pretty no, though. <laughs> no, they are, they are. They're, they're imaginative, I must say, not. <laughs> no, my, my t- actually my team are based. How do you vet them? It's a very long process. So being an INFP as well, I don't jump into I don't jump into things quickly. It's a slow burn and a slow thing. So I will start people by giving them a little project. I'll say, mm-hmm. can you help me with this? And if that goes well, we build it out. So the people I have actually are all over the world. I have a web developer in New Zealand, another web developer in Byron Bay. My finance person is in Greece. Um, it was originally Australian. She's now living. Oh, okay. In Greece. But this, is okay. The, this is the marvel, I think, of the internet world these days. Is that my team? I don't have to have an office. My overheads are essentially quite low. All my team members work on a project basis, so mm. I can bring them on in and out as I need to. I've got you know backups of my team, so if one of them has full books at the time, I've got another one. So it's just such a flexible business model. It is indeed. I mean, it, you, you're talking about the modern world and the future of business. And I don't think a lot of people have twigged to the idea that, you know, the 
the traditional way of doing business where you set up, you know, your four walls and you have an office and you pay rent and you do take out a lease and, and then employ people. That's going the way of the dodo, I think. Uh, but it's just that, you know, in the transition, a lot of people are still hanging on to old habits and they don't recognise that, the, you know, the winds of change are already upon us. But, but they you, may not, yes. Yes, but you, you're... Um, you're doing very well thanks to the internet i mean it's that's the blessing that it's bestowed on us right absolutely yes there you know there are good good and bad things about the internet i think it's yeah mm. you have to use it wisely mm. yeah well um so so with respect to uh you know your scope of duties I mean, branding is one thing but but you actually delve you you actually um uh, reach out into the area of marketing as well but how far do you go? How far do you go in helping people? Um, it, again, it, it depends. Um, mostly I try and, so I essentially try and make myself obsolete. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. I don't, I don't want people to have to rely on me too, too much. My goal is to always set people up with the tools that they can just go ahead and run their business without me. And that's, you know, probably because I'm focusing on, um, people with businesses who have teams with under under five people and mm -hmm. I find that I help people when when their businesses get to the maybe two two to three million dollar mark that's when I just you know I they need to go to another place then that's starting to really scale they're getting bigger teams um, that's a different kettle of fish and that's yeah. where I don't really go I'm more in the less under under three million say with a team of less than five so mm -hmm. what I try and do is give them the skills and the strategy they need to be able to run their businesses efficiently without me. So it is my hope that they work with me for a short time and then they go, thank you so much. I don't need you anymore. Yeah, right. Well, you know, if, you, um, if, you, if you're stuck on any, um, uh, uh, you know, you need other people to help you with the business side of things, Brett's a good, uh, good candidate. Is that right? You know that? Thank, you know that? Thanks, George. A good plug. I'm gonna give I've got to give him a plug. <laughs> You could, you, could, you, could, you could do worse. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm like a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Generalist. No, that's a, that's a generalist. It's a very valuable – it's becoming a more valuable, um, a more valuable thing. Yeah, you know, it, it's true because, uh, you know, once uh, post-World post War II, it was all about specialising and it just was. sticking to your laneway, right? And now it's, now it's about being a jack-of-all-trades and being – reasonably good at everything because you know everything's decentralized and you need to know a little bit about everything and it seems to work for people with our type of um, profile it works reasonably well i mean brett 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 and i managed at some point in our lives to run a multi-million dollar business you know as, and uh you don't get there without having some skills <laughs> just a few skills what, what sort of business was that out of interest well you know it, it, it for me it was a commercial scale coffee roasting business where i white labeled for large franchise groups but that came on the back of that came on the back of 20 odd years of consulting to the food and beverage franchise um industry yeah uh, and my my job was to you know uh grow their sales and and teach them effective retailing which a lot of the corporate guys didn't understand right? yep. so that Brett's, Brett, on the other hand, well, he can he can tell you about himself. I don't want to talk about myself. We're talking oh, about. I want to talk about you, but but it's a, it's about it's about the um you know it's about it's about the contribution that um that uh, experience can make uh, in the equation, and you have experience running your business, like running businesses, right? And you've had yes, and 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 I'm guessing also I'm guessing also like like what. Brett and I have discovered that you learn a lot from the mistakes you made. It's the mistakes that make it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The best you learning know, curve. I have so many people, because I see people in the early stages of their business. And, you know, when you start out of business, do you remember that time before you knew everything where you had this dream and mm. it was like it was going to be the best thing ever in the world, mm -hmm. which, you know, in hindsight it is. But it is, there's a learning curve to it. And I have so many people businesses come to me unless you've already got your network set up or you're doing something that you you already have a client base or something like that if it's a new thing to you um then it, it's a it's a big learning curve and I have often have people coming to me in their first year going this is crap I wasn't meant to do this you know I, I can't get I can't get past this I'm failing at everything 
but that that's it's it's like a you know a rite of passage <laughs> to make mistakes in your first year of business is a rite of passage and I have businesses now that are in their you know second third fourth fifth year and now they're turning over a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year and those people in that first six to 12 months were like I'm never going to make it I'm never I've just I'm messing up everything and I'm like yes go and mess it up <laughs> yeah you know or you can tell them two words stop it <laughs> just stop it just stop it don't talk to yourself that way don't <laughs> exactly exactly that's it well, exactly it's that they think they're doing this terrible job and um and they're not and that's the other thing once they start because they're often trying all the things mm. and so this is what I help narrow down for them it's like so say INTPs like um I had an INTP client so INTPs are generally very technically minded really smart people not really like socializing they're you know i don't like to stereotype but you know like gamers in in their bedrooms like cpas it's not it's not that stereotyped but they generally don't like people and i had not that they don't like people but just not in large quantities mm-hmm. um I, yeah i'm not saying that they're they're evil people that you know uh are outside of society they're one you can say it there are some no, they're my favourite. They're one of my favourite types. But anyway, back to this client. She was trying to do social media. And from the very beginning, I'm like, it's it's not going to work for you. You're not going to enjoy this. And it nearly did burn her out. Once she found her way to um, doing email marketing um, and just putting to like putting together these funnels. So it was like, you know, this little game of putting together these funnels and it was quite technical. And if I put this here and this email opens here and then that person if someone if this person opens this email they get this other email and then her business has started to take take off and she's now not doing social media and she's like thank god i don't have to do social media because mm. she found the thing that worked for her yeah it's a bit goofy when they when they try and um, you know social be, be socially uh, you know um, switched on it's a bit yeah. goofy if it doesn't work for you just don't don't go exactly there. Just, exactly. Yeah, just don't go there. Yeah, oftentimes people start businesses with an idea and they get blocked right from the start and then they doubt themselves and then they procrastinate and do all the other things. So you you can well, you can uh, you know facilitate that change, right? Yeah, it's it's just like bringing because I think when you come out into the world of business, there are so many options. Not just options in marketing, but options in delivering your product and bookkeeping and um, admin and mm. accounting. There are so many options that it's overwhelming. So what I do is basically narrow down the options. So it's like this is get, this is your laneway. Stay in here, and it cuts down some of the noise and the options where they're just like, oh, well, I'll try social media. Oh, that's not working. Oh, I'll try and get some leads. Oh, I'll try ads. I'll try, and mm. then they're running around trying everything, and nothing's working. I mean, have you ever? Because I have. I'm just going to speak from experience. Have you ever? been in a situation where you've looked at the person across the desk and said and said to yourself they have no chance like that was just a brain fart that has no chance um you know because because what i found is that people um a lot of people they come up with a great idea and they don't delineate between am i committed or is it just interesting um and you know what do you what do you say that's something I see all the time is I think there's a thing before you've run a business, you can, you can have 20 great ideas. You can mm. have 20 great ideas that, yes, may revolutionise the world, mm. but if you don't execute it well, Yep. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't bloody matter. Mm, it doesn't. That's right. And then you get people wanting to protect their ideas. They're like, "This is this is my idea, and I can't tell anybody mm. about it, and I can't test it in the market because then mm. somebody else will find it and they'll copy it." Mm. It's like that's going to happen anyway. So already the wrong people to be in business, right? Yes. Yeah. So it it does come down to that. So it's not that it's not that I've seen people that I'm like, "Oh, you're never going to make it," but I've seen people that maybe haven't been through the process of business enough to know yes. that this is going to take you know, this idea is going to take this this and this and I don't know if you've thought that through and it's probably not going to be as easy as you thought it was was going mm. to be mm. so by 
and this is one thing I do with people. So I once had a client, it was, uh, it was incredible. Um, he was starting trying to run um, a, a product-based business. So he had a website, he'd sort of created this product that he thought was the best thing in the world. This is an amazing idea. And um, he went through my process. Um, and as we started going through the personality and the values and the sort of thing, we had a couple of sessions going into this and we booked into, went into the, the third session where we were supposed to bring it all together and, and how he could market this product. And he said, you know what, this is not, this is not the right business for me. I don't want to do this. And he went off and became a yoga instructor. Wow. And now he's completely happy, like running his own yoga business. But this big product-based website was just never going to be his couple. Well, of that, that highlights that highlights an important point. And I've seen this time and time again as well. Yes, just because you have a great idea doesn't mean that it that it resonates with who you think you are and what your purpose in life is. And and whatever you do has to resonate with that. Otherwise, there's this disconnect. And you're forever trying to force a square peg into a round hole. It's never yeah. going to fit. I've seen that. Obviously, you've seen that. Yeah. How, how, what do you tell people when you see that? Apart <laughs> from that one example. I don't tell them. I take them through the process of asking questions until they figure it out themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, I know when people try to tell me my ideas, I'm yes. like, screw you. I'm going to do mm. it anyway. So yeah. Sure. yeah. How's that billion dollar business coming along? You know, yeah, that, exactly. The next the more, virgin. The more people that tell me that that told me that I couldn't be the next virgin, the more uh, the virgin, um, I, the more I didn't listen. I had to figure that that stuff out myself. Yeah, and now right. that would be a terrible business model for me. Like I just, yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't work for me at all. Um, but yeah, that's it. There's, yeah, it's just helping people, asking people the right questions so they they figure it out themselves. Because you have to go on your own business journey and do you find do you find uh, that that most people i mean i i know that there, i mean there's a self-development saying that that uh, says that you know everyone has every answer to every problem within them do you find that's true yes that's interesting that's a very interesting question i don't know if you have every answer in in you right now at this point um, but I do think it's going out into the. I think, I think it's going out into the world and finding information, but not following it blindly. Not just running after the next thing and the next thing. It's mm. taking that information and then mulling it over inside yourself, mm. and then finding the answer yourself. So I don't know if you've all got it in you right now. I think we, mm. there, there is a there is a place where there needs to be interaction with the outside world and the inside world, and when those two combine and work well together then you've probably got, got your answers at some point. Well, doubt will, um, doubt will always kill a good idea, won't it? it? When you go into business, there needs to be a certain amount of, uh, I don't know if bullheadedness is, is the word, but a certain amount of I'm going to do this no matter what because you, you will come across problems. Mm, you know, and I, that, this is what I see. Often with those people that have the really great ideas, like I've come up with the best idea in the world, you know, it doesn't take, it's probably two or three steps into the process of making it happen where it, where it falls over because they start finding the doubt and they weren't really committed and it was a great idea, but now it doesn't seem like that much fun, which can be part of the process as well. Yeah. It's when you get to that idea when that doesn't happen and somehow you're, you're just keeping going anyway. So, so Naomi, what's next for you? What, what, like your new website's underway, which looks fantastic, as I said. Um, what's next on your agenda? Yes, thank you. Good question. So, um, yeah, so it's the, the brand, uh, Becoming a Brand Whisperer course is my next next big thing. So the, the website's nearly finished now. And then after that, um, I'll be spending the next couple of months building that course, which is due to launch in June. Um, and then I think that, that will be my year pretty well taken up is launching this course and, and getting it right, getting, you know, because the first iteration is always a bit of a test mm. um, and getting that right and, and building that up. So that will be this year for me. I don't want to, INFPs don't like to have too much on their plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the years pass so quickly anyway. So yeah, you, you're doing a good thing. Don't they? When oh, yeah. did that happen? I'm sure that didn't happen in my 20s. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. 
and no. uh, and so so how do people get in touch? Like we have we have a lot of small business owners yeah. and people with ideas out there that are probably listening to this, going, "Wow, this could be really good for me." How do they find you? Oh, they can find me at brandwhisperers.com.au. That easy. Um, and I'm, yeah, that easy. And I'm so, I so love hearing from people. It's one of my favourite things. And eventually once, you know, if you, you go along the idea of the, you know, the E-Myth, one of, one of my favourite books. I don't know if it's one of your favourite books as well. I don't know if it's yes. one of the, you know, it's one it's of the seminal. books. It's a it's seminal book. It is. So that I, my idea is to get to that point where I am really being the entrepreneur or the, the visionary in the business where um, I, I love talking to people. I love talking to people one-on-one and, and pull, I know this sounds terrible, but pulling apart their insides and finding out what makes people tick so I can make my products better. So that is my big goal is that I can be spending time talking to people and delving more into the personality side of things and go, well, what works for you? What doesn't work for you? So I can make this product even even better um, and even more more effective. Naomi, it's been fantastic talking to you today, and I'm sure that uh, people out there, hopefully, people out there are inspired by your story and what you do. You know, every time we do an interview, at the end we talk about a song. You've chosen <laughs> "Rudimental" and "Free." For what reason? Ah, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Um, so I, I actually came across this song. It was just at the time when I was struggling in my business and it all felt like so much hard work. And I actually felt, I felt like I was failing. And this, um, this song, I saw the video clip and the video clip, if, if you, know, you haven't seen it, is incredible. It's of this guy that's like climbing a mountain and then jumps off at the top of a mountain in, in this wingsuit. And I was... I was watching that at the time that I figured out the personality typing thing and I had all these aha moments about making it work better. So it was this, this idea of finally getting the freedom in my business that I'd been, been searching for. So it's sort of like the, the theme song to my business journey, I guess. So go to the edge of the cliff and jump. Right? Yeah, it's, and it's jump off free. your own way when everybody's telling you that you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's right. So, so it's so you. I don't do yoga, never tried Pilates. Not many people want me at their parties. Oh, totally. <laughs> so that's in the world hold, of sales and marketing. That's why you've holed up in Tasmania. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's funny, Naomi, that um, we've done about 90-something episodes and mm. we, you're the third person that's chosen that song. Can I tell you a classic, George? So yesterday we had a chat oh, about. Don't go there. We had a chat in the afternoon about today's interview. Mm. After he told me that he lost the, a credit card in Bunnings, mm. and then this morning I get a message from him saying, "Have we got a podcast today?" No, no, no and Naomi who? <laughs> and he went. Oh, and he went. Naomi who? Even though I'd sent the bio a week ago, and I read it. And I read it. What and personality it. <laughs> is that? Is that that is that is classic ENFP. So ENFPs, it's really, all, it's always about what's the next new and shiny thing. Oh, that's George. Next, yeah, I want the next new and shiny thing. What is it? And they're great. Like you're great people, 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 people. Like how do you settle them? I don't think settle them this, down. You can't settle them down. Like you can't just. You need to put a team around them of people that are doing all the admin, follow-up, support stuff so they can just be awesome. That's George. Like, he gets me to do all the work <laughs> and he just yeah. turns up for the interview. I'm actually yeah. not. I mustn't Absolutely. be any. I must not be that personality type. I think I re- need to redo the test because no, I'm you're, certainly you're ENFP, not that. You're ENFPS. So I'm assertive. You're submissive. But- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's A and it's a T, so it's assertive or it's turbulent. That, that's turbulent. Which I don't, this is why I don't like it. I, I want to like do, I want to do the test, Naomi. You've got to test me off air. I'm, I, yeah, I must okay, have changed we'll over the years. When I was in the music industry, I was probably like a bit more like George is, but now I think I'm, I've changed. Is that you possible? May, I find 
so I find that people people can be mistyped. I've found that people don't change types, but there's different development levels of types. Right. So I'd say maybe you're just more developed. I think so. I, I would agree. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that without a no. doubt. <laughs> I don't know. Or you could have just been, or you could just be a slightly, you know, have been mistyped. Just have a go at George Day today. <laughs> George, I'm okay, so sorry. Fine. That's okay. That's okay. The thing We're is, gonna... I know ENFPs can take a bit of fun, fun and oh, we can. Banter. We can. We can, and you know what, my my, that's you're you're absolutely right. By the way, that the when I reflect on the times I was uh, hugely successful, I had a team of people who diligently did all the, you know, they they were the cogs, they they were the cogs in the background, Mm. and I was left to do what I do best, and that's be with people and inspire them and motivate them, and you know, just be with them. And, and it was great. If and, he and if he actually was there, most of the yes, time he'd forget right. to go. But when he so, was, no, when so he this wasn't. is a wonderful. No, thing. I never forgot when I had an EA telling me tomorrow or today you've got to go here. Here's the folder, and I briefed you, and I made a synopsis and read it, and you know it's, it worked. And it'd be like You're nailing it. The EA would be saying, "Where's well, George? He's supposed to be at an, you know an appointment," and and he'd be at the park. Feeding oh. the ducks. Yes, yeah. because that's what he thought of at the moment. Yes. That something happened. Yep. Yes, but that one idea that came whilst feeding the ducks created revenue. And, Your unemployment. And, and beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, but, but you know, the other, the corollary to that, Naomi, is I discovered that it also pissed people off. The ones that were, you know, sitting in the office all day, just number crunching or, you know, doing their, their admin would say, well, where's George? What's he doing? Like, you know, and you only have to come up with one idea and implement it and it works. And it changed the destiny of the company. And they couldn't get it because they didn't see me. They thought I was bludging or I was out, you know, off with the pixies. And half the time I was, but, you know, the the other half, the other half was... Is justification one of the um, personalities? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you've hit on such a really amazing point because I hear this with ENFPs all the time. They're told that they're off with the fairies or they're not responsible or they're going in a million different directions and then they start to feel crap about themselves. But Mm. that is when you're off with the fairies doing the next. So what ENFPs do really well is they take in loads of information and then they pattern connect things between them to come up with new ideas. And that requires time and space and it requires following that that mm. chain of whatever the next thing is and so when people don't understand that they can they can think that you're just slacking off or yeah. um mm. and and so this is where i found personality typing works so well not in so personality typing is not good for predicting what job someone will be good at but what it is good for is sitting down your team and going this is why you guys do this the way you do and this is why you guys do this the way you do and without each other both of you wouldn't work so mm. cut each other some slack mm. 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 Oh, i can share some stories mm. oh my goodness that's incredible that's, uh, that 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 sounds uh that sounds reasonable to me mm. yeah so cut me some slack bro cut yeah yeah and that's what i find with enfps when they they come to me it's um it's it's actually would be the, the best personality type to be. I call like I said, I call it the BFF. And your job is literally to go out and talk to people and inspire them and motivate them, like you said, mm. George. And um, and once they get permission to do that and start putting their team in place around them, um, and just just being their brand, like you don't need a fancy logo, you don't need the best website in the world. Just go out and then be yourself. People will just love you, and then. As long as your salespeople are behind you going, here, you know, that thing that George talked about, here's the thing. Just you've just got to sign this thing here. Or, you know, having that team around you, that that's exactly how an ENFP should be running. And George, haven't I been telling you that? So don't feel <laughs> bad about it. This is your this is your genius. This is point. your chance to shine, Georgie boy. I'm gonna shine. I'm gonna shine. Oh, it's um, not just Naomi. Just, just so be with the fairies. Just Naomi. Mm. Just one more quick question: Do you find that personality types tie in with um, your astrological sign? Sorry, I'm doing hand gestures. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know too much. I haven't gone down that path. Mm. I haven't. I don't know. I mean, I know a little bit. I know what my astrological sign is, but. Um, no, I, I don't know enough. It's INTP. About to... right. She's INTP. She's INTP. She doesn't believe INFP. in that rubbish. I, that too. INFP. Oh, no, I'm into 
into like I'm into you know I'm into different things and I think that I've had seen in um, especially in America there's like a really big resurgence of, of astrology and mm, um, right. signs and things at the moment people are getting really mm. into it but it's not something I've delved into very much just see all my time's been taken up with personality typing instead that's fine that's fine and you keep up the good work and um and thank you again for taking some thank time you, to be with us to whatever we are. I know George is Ian. It's, it's good to meet one of the three people employed in Tasmania. <laughs> no, I'm doing, <laughs> see, I'm a, I'm a big fish in a little pond. No, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I've so enjoyed being being here with you guys today. Thanks, love, Naomi. Love, love, love your work, Naomi. And please respond to all your inquiries. I, absolutely, I absolutely will. And Brett, yes, if you want some, if you do want to take the test again, or, or I will. I'll, figure I'll, out your type, let me know. I'll contact you off here. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Naomi. Thanks, Naomi. Thank you so much. Have a brilliant day. See ya. You too. Take care. Bye. 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 Oh